0: Welcome back to NFL Rants and Raves. I'm Stephen Miran. I'm Steve Fry. On Tuesday, October 15th, 2019, episode 15.10, the week 7 NFL show. We are back after my stupid job tried to kill me. That's right. It literally tried to kill me. And there is no way we could have done a show last week. And today, after a major outage, it almost prevented me from recording tonight again. But I said, no way! There is some football talk that we need to get in today, Steve, especially about your team. We'll get to that in a moment. We'll talk about some big trade moves the Los Angeles Rams just made. And we'll try to figure out what's wrong with the Chiefs, Cowboys, and Rams. And I will have an epic rant. On the officiating in the NFL, Steve. But before you get upset at that, I'm also going to present a solution to fix it.
1: All right. I'm looking forward to the solution.
0: All right. We'll also give you all our week seven picks along with my lock of the week for week seven. It's football time, people. Let's chomp it in. Bringing American football to the world. It's Steven Miranda and Steve Fry with NFL Rants and Rays. All right, let's start off out here in Los Angeles as the Rams send not one but two first-rounders to the Jacksonville Jaguars to retain the services of one Jalen Ramsey. Steve, did they pay too much?
1: Oh, probably.
0: They paid two too much. Way too much. Way too much. A first rounder next year, another first rounder in 21, and a fourth rounder in 2021. Three picks, two first rounders, the next two years. After what I've seen from the Rams over the last three weeks, I agree they need help in the secondary. They just put a keep to Tlaib on IR, with a chance for him to return, possibly, but he's going to miss some games. They traded away Marcus Peters earlier in the day to the Baltimore Ravens in exchange for a linebacker that I've never heard of. I'm just not sure these are the moves. I, I look. I just. I don't know if you watch Ballers. Yes. Yep. Did you watch the series finale? I did. Pretty cool. Like that show a lot. It was a lot of fun. And, and it, it, I like how they messed with the Rams a little bit of trying to like trade for, you know, uh, uh, Alvin Kamara. I'm not sure that these moves are going to help the Rams get back to where they were last year in the Super Bowl and, and possibly win it. I don't think that's what ails them.
1: Well, I don't recall their defense being what won them games last year.
0: Right, it was the offense putting up forty-two points per game. Right until where is until that? They
1: hit the Patriots in the Super Bowl and yeah. played a field goal, three points. And that then they've had some explosive games, somewhat explosive recently. games recently, but yeah. not not what it was last year.
0: Their defense is giving up a whole heck of a lot of points, though.
1: Their their defense. I'd be curious if we went back and looked. Is the defense giving up as many or more points as they did last year through the first Ooh, couple? That's of weeks? a good question. Because they question. weren't. They were not holding teams back last year that was the knock is that can they continue to to score this many points
0: well let's just go back to this week they lost 20 to 7 so you give up 20 points that's a game with the offense and the talent that the rams have you would expect to win
1: right if that's if that's Kansas City and Mahomes you would expect no problem right but the rams their offense is not clicking I just don't think I am that no longer looking to hire Sean McVay's barista as our new head coach. <laughs> now that the Packers are in the market right now. but Yeah, that's true. The Redskins are not looking forward to that.
0: All right. Um, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and the Rams all started 3-0. And there was a time where we were looking at all those undefeated teams around week three, and everybody's saying, yeah, the, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and the Rams – they all belong there. They're going to be there at the end. These teams are now a combined 0 and 8. You hear me? 0 and 8. Um, I think that smells funky. There's some trouble there. And I can't quite grasp it. I think with the Cowboys, I think, yeah, look, every team has injuries. But they had a this against the Jets. For as angry as I was, them losing that football game. They went into the game without Randall Cobb, their key wow. slot receiver. Yep. They didn't have their right tackle and their left tackle. Both their starting Pro Bowl caliber tackles were gone. The first play of the game, they throw a pass to Amari Cooper, and he's now out for the rest of the game. So he, in essence, missed the entire game. That's a significant amount of your offense to have gone to expect that you're going to have consistency. And the one thing that I saw is Dak took way too many shots. And that's because you got some players on that line that they haven't played. So I think there's the problem there. Hopefully they get healthy along the way. They maybe that offense starts putting some numbers up again. The Chiefs, I think their problem is their defense um, as as great as Mahomes is, and that offense clicking Tyreek Hill was back, scored two touchdowns, you're like, oh, yeah. Thanks, ESPN and all you analysts out there in fantasy football who wait till the last possible freaking second to tell me Tyreek Hill is playing. He's on my bench. You don't want to know why like, I left him on my bench? Just
1: like we both left Diggs on our benches. Nah.
0: I left Diggs on my bench for a purpose. He had to eject. There was no reason for me to play Diggs this week. I'm going to play him this week, though.
1: Yes. <laughs> why Has he been complaining enough this week for him to get enough targets? Yeah, I think so.
0: Maybe, hopefully.
1: No, he's been fine this week because uh, he, he, he had just a good coming week. off a,
0: a three-touchdown performance. we got to
1: figure out which receiver is out there that's <laughs> been complaining about not getting enough touches or, <laughs> or looks and start them.
0: Oh, uh, the diva receivers. And then the Rams, I think it's a combination of their offense. Just They are not clicking at the level that they were clicking last year. And I'm going to have to give you some props here, Steve. Because early on in the season, you were convinced that possibly teams had figured out McVeigh and his offense. And all of the shifting and moving and everything, people finally figured out, okay, this is what's coming out of this formation, and he's not tricking people no more. And that offense just isn't humming. And they've had some terrible, terrible turnovers at inopportune times. Do you know Jared Goff has Bumbled fourteen times in the last twelve games.
1: Yeah, it's that's an epidemic I, now. I don't know. I I, I guess I, we've talked about it before. I don't know why they gave him the contract. He did. Yeah. Other than who he else? Who else are you going to take on? Right. So that's the problem we've had with a lot of these mid tier quarterbacks. That you know a, a a Trubisky a Cousins a Nick Bowles you know it. Is there another quarterback out there that you like more? Right. So you've got to give a quarterback you've got to and give your starting quarterback up. money. Yeah. I've never been sold on him. And I don't know why I mean I don't I don't think he's going to be the answer that the Rams need to to maintain what we saw out of them last year. Well, but- I think
0: the Rams are in trouble. Based on what they're charging for a personal seat license, Steve, and the way they're they are picking the wrong the, time, right? Just as they're getting ready to try and sell season tickets, to, to not be good. Oh, and, and
1: and you don't think that McVay is aware of that? There like? is there is a problem. <laughs> he is being reminded every ten minutes by emails from sales. <laughs> Could you win this Could week? Could you win this week? Uh, Because here's the thing, Los Angelinos, if you're not winning. They're not coming to watch you. We got better things to do right. in L.A. If you're not. Putting out a good product on the field.
0: How sad was it this weekend that you had a big game for the 49ers and you had a big game for the Chargers and both stadiums were outfitted with more fans from the opposing teams? So
1: You mean the Rams uh, and the Chargers?
0: Yeah, the Rams and the Chargers. Yeah. The, the, there were well, more Steelers so the, fans the, than Chargers well, fans. Well,
1: so the Chargers, the Chargers I understand because it's the Steelers, right? But there, there are certain teams. We Dallas, have a mutual friend. Dallas, Pittsburgh, Green yeah, Bay, travel. that ta- travel, Kansas City, that travel better than most of the other teams out there. So that's almost forgivable under normal circumstances.
0: We had a mutual fan there, friend there at the game, and he's, he, he texted me. And he's like, it is 80% red in here. Yeah. Meaning all red, all. At, at, the, Coliseum, at the Coliseum with, with Coliseum, the Rams, yeah. All 49 jerseys. Crazy. And then you look at the game and you're like, crazy. then that Sunday night football game with the Chargers, they showed the aerial shot and all the empty seats. I was like, oh my good God in heaven.
1: Those weren't empty seats, those were towels waving. Well,
0: That was the other section, but there was another section that was full of terrible towels. But there were there were one, more Steeler fans than Charger fans, and two, a whole lot of empty seats. Yeah. That's not good for the NFL saying, we need two teams in Los Angeles. Yes,
1: Who's gonna the- fill? The Los Angeles experiment may be dying very quickly.
0: The Los Angeles Chargers can't fill this little itty-bitty hub Center, whatever it's called, whatever the name is this yeah, year. They're,
1: they're not filling They're not filling 80, that monstrosity
0: seat. of a stadium that's being built. It's pretty.
1: It looks good. It, it's, it's an architectural marvel, and it will be fantastic. I, I, the product on the field is, so far doesn't look too good. So, no. so kind of go back to the questions of, of these three teams, which one are we worried about? The problem is you've got Kansas City. Four and two, their wins are against the Jaguars. Uh, you know, look much better than we expected. Right uh, against the Raiders. Okay, they're not as good as I think we were hoping they were at the beginning of the season. Right. They're not terrible, but they're not as good as the, the Ravens. They beat the Lions. They beat. So those are all. Those are good, all of those, those are good quality wins. Then they lost to the Colts, which. Okay I can I can see that one. The right. Colts are performing well and then the Texans got hot and and but both
0: of those losses were in Arrowhead at sure. home where they almost never lose. They're signs for concern. And, I just think and, they're And and
1: the Rams lost to the or beat the Panthers. The Saints week 2, that's when Breeze went out, right? Saints and Breeze. So, well, it was before they had a chance to recover. It was the week I mean Breeze went out week 2, right?
0: He went out in that game against the Rams. Right. So yeah. that
1: was a transitional quarterback. Yeah. So, of course, the Saints aren't going to be ready to – They were not ready for coming that Coming back game. the next week, they were. And then they beat the Browns. So none of those three wins, I would say, were great quality wins. No. Because you had Cam playing for the Panthers, right. who didn't look good from week one. Breeze going down, and then you had the Cleveland Browns, who have not we're, – we're now projecting next year's record for the Browns already. Yeah. Then they lose to the Buccaneers, the Seahawks, and the 49ers. I think the Rams have a lot to be concerned about because they have three mediocre wins. And, I mean, losing to the Seahawks and apparently the 49ers, I guess those are okay losses. Those appear to be good teams, especially at Seattle. But
0: they're in the division, though. Those well, are your division foes. Well, they're not. Yeah. You can't have too many division losses. No. The,
1: the challenge is if you look at the Cowboys, though. That's well, the, the one. That's the one I'm really concerned about for well, you. The
0: Cowboys should be extremely concerned.
1: Their their three wins are against the Giants, the Redskins, and the Dolphins.
0: A combined two wins between those three. Yeah,
1: those aren't those aren't and wins even to brag worse, about.
0: They just lost to an 0 and four Jet team.
1: Right. Yeah, the Saints and the Packers in there are excusable. Those right. are those are quality teams that you and, we expected to be they, closer and than they, they and were. they were
0: but. and they were close games. I mean, they lost by two to the Saints and what.
1: 10 to the Packers, but yeah. Yeah,
0: that, I mean, that kind of got away from there in the end. But um, but losing to the Jets this week, it was yeah. an eye-opener. It was a holy bejesus. You thought you were just going to walk into New York and, and roll over the Jets and you were going to win and move on, and that was not good. No. That, that's not good. So. And I mean,
1: our spleen returned, so that's maybe caught them a little off guard. With you and with I, Sam, coming back, but I don't. I don't think that should have been enough for the Cowboys to to feel comfortable enough to just kind of waltz in there. They should have. They should have been ready for that game better than they were.
0: You and I have all three of these teams in the playoffs. Do any of these teams make the playoffs?
1: I think we have to see how severe Mahomes' ankle is. Right before I'm ready to rule them out. Because their their offense, I still think, has enough firepower to offset the the, the worry on defense.
0: Because that defense ain't stopping anybody. Maybe. No.
1: I'm not seeing the offense on the Rams' side. And the Cowboys' offense has got to get healthy before they have a chance of making the playoffs. Their their defense is, is still holding up well, but if your offense is only putting up... Well, I will be
0: live this week.
1: 10, 24, and 22 points, you're not necessarily going to win every week.
0: After this week, I will be there... In the AT&T Stadium, watching Cowboys Eagles Sunday night football, they will have to pass the Steven Miranda eyeball test for me to feel encouraged for the rest of the season. Because literally, I almost I almost stopped watching, Steve. I almost watched stuff. Like Trisha was like, really, you going to stop watching? I'm like, no, I'm just telling you that I almost might stop watching.
1: I, I feel a transition here.
0: I didn't know where I was going. But I was not happy watching that football game. <laughs> it had been a long time. So there was a time in my life where a cowboy loss really bummed me the freak out. I mean it was just like I like, don't talk to me for at least twenty four hours, maybe two days. And I think the birth of Elena, my first daughter, kinda took that away from me. So we're like a cowboy loss was that's right. I'm I'm a happy I'm a happy dad now, right? Yeah, I think maybe now the departure of my first child, she's gone away to college. Now that little Ed just coming back, I was bummed for a long time Sunday. Probably more bummed than I had been in a long time.
1: As you should be.
0: Not. It was not a good win. All right, finally, I have a question for you, Steve, leading into our rants and Raves segment. The question is, do you feel good about the Packers' latest win against the Lions? Because I think the Lions got jobbed by the refs.
1: Do you yeah. feel good? Yes, I feel good about the win. Because it's a win? Because it's a win. If if, but if are you it's good? a binary yes or no, yes, I like the win. <laughs> okay. Relative to other wins the Packers have had this season, last season, do I feel good? No. It kind of feels like a bit of a dirty win. Yeah. There's always the would they have been able to pull the win out? Without the bad calls, I don't know. I mean, the the one the 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 hands to the face call that that let them convert and run the clock out at the end right. of the game. They kick a thirty-four yard field goal. Assume they make it. They they had been holding the Lions back most of the game except for field goals. I mean, Lions right. kept scoring field goals, which would have been enough to win. But so, but let's th- to was the one. There was a tryer
0: at the fifty yard line. Right. That that kept that drive going. Mm-hmm. That's a big. That's a big difference. There's four minutes left in the game. It's third down. The Packers are either gonna try a 62-yard field goal or they're punting and trying and and hoping they stop the Lions. That's the scenario they avoided with that non-hands-to-the-face hands-to-the-face call.
1: So I I'm I'm I I realize I'm sounding like a homer as I talk about this, right? <laughs> the first one. His hand, I I think, was a little bit more on the neck. Because I is, still have not is, seen a, a. It is it's it's hands to the 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 head, the face mask, or, or the neck. The neck under the. So chin. it does include the neck. It's above the shoulder pads. So I get that that he might have been trying to grab the shoulder pads, but his his hand ended up on the neck. In my in not, my in I my opinion, okay. on the first, I, one. I haven't seen that. On yeah. the second one, I think it's much more questionable. Bakhtiari's come out and said that he was harping on the refs for most of that last drive saying he's like, I am looking up at the stars every play. Yeah,
0: but, but Bartyari was also doing a little Vladdy Divac with his head.
1: Sure. He was, ah, here's my head. Yeah. He, he was deliberately well. And this, is, this throwing is where his head back. I would have to go back and watch play by play, which I'm not right. going to do to see how many of if, them if, if he feels that if he if he rightfully feels and again I'm, I'm i'm not saying i agree with him but let's just if you go back and look at the tape if he was getting a hands to the throat or hands to the to the chin you know the the it was above the shoulder pads for multiple plays on that drive and they weren't called then he starts overacting hoping that maybe one of his diva overacting reactions to this yeah. might finally get a call that's due. I'm, I'm kind of willing to forgive the acting Be- because because Maybe. Maybe. on
0: both of those calls that were called by head does look like he threw it back. Right. Like it, the hands were not in the mask or on the face or in the neck, but his head did go back. So what is the What does the ref see? Oh man, that dude's head just went back like he got it, punched yeah, in the it face. Yeah, snapped back. Right. So we're gonna throw a flag on that, although that's not what happened. And this is gonna lead. I'm gonna go straight into my rant on officiating because it's not just those two calls, obviously, that were bad. There were egregious calls all over the games this weekend in right. the NFL. It's not just one game. It's that it's happening in every game.
1: Steve. And this is the root of our of our concern right. here is that it's it's not. The the reason why we've got this replay rule in place was because of one egregious play at the most critical point of a huge game. Yes. And now the fallout is just destroying every game, every week.
0: Here's my thing. You put in... I would have been okay if the league comes out and says, okay, we're going to review pass interference calls, okay? Um... But it has to be as egregious as it was in that NFC Championship game. Then we'll change the, We'll change it. Because what they're doing right now is they're just letting coaches waste challenges with zero intention to change a call. I think something like three out of 47 or 48 pass interference challenge flags, only three of them have been overturned. And those were pretty egregious. But in the Thursday night football against Patriots-Giants, cornerbacks were mugging. I'm talking about mugging Golden Tate. They were inside his jock strap. Challenged by the Giants, didn't get overturned. That is to me a case is like, look, you can see the defender grab the jersey, twist the receiver so that the receiver's body moves 5 yards before the ball gets there. That is pass interference. Everybody knows that's I mean, passing
1: a we, we have seen the, the example that they gave in the offseason or p- before. One of, the, one of the two or three examples that officiating gave was when a receiver isn't able to use both hands to catch a ball to try because and catch one ball. is being pulled back. And, and, and we that saw was the that case. on multiple cases this last weekend alone where the defender is clearly pulling one of the two arms so the receiver can't catch the ball.
0: And not a single one got overturned.
1: Not, not a single one was called. And upon and further review, neither one was, was overturned, was overturned to, to make the call.
0: So so that is just a sham now. You are just showing to me we did this change just because everybody complained about Saints-Rams. We made this change, but we don't have any intention of changing what was called on the field. All right? Just, you know, fine. Then then, then don't have it. Just don't have it. Don't tell us that you're going to give us something, but you're not going to give it. Don't tell me you're going to give me chocolate cake. But then when I get there, it's mud pie, all right? Made out of mud, not like mud pies a dessert. Like just a bunch of mud that looks like a pie, and that's what you're trying to give me is chocolate cake. Because that's what the league is doing. They're saying, we got some chocolate cake, we got some chocolate cake, and you get there, and they're giving you mud. And that's the problem with the league right now. And now everything is getting magnified. Because they try to change rules to make people happy on some other place, they are now making everything get magnified. Those two calls against Trey Flowers got magnified, especially because you got Booger McFarland saying, that is not a penalty. And then he gets the their official, whoever it is on ESPN, and he comes out and says, Yeah, that probably shouldn't have gotten called because, you know, there's there really is no contact to the face. And so and then you got a skajillion tweets from past players, past defenders. Barry Sanders saying, okay, this is just a joke now, NFL. You got to do something about it. And so it's getting magnified every week. And here's the thing. I've said it before on the show. I'll say it again. And I promise you, Steve, because I know you're looking at me with eyes. You can't see Steve, people, but he's got the eyes that he's looking at me. This is my last NFL officiating rant because you and I, we talked before the show and we agreed. Nothing's going to change this year, right? Yeah.
1: This. As I said before the show, the bad officiating through the end of the season will be no different than it's raining or snowing or something. It, it you, you have to expect it in every game. So we're going to be good with that. We're going to be down, and, and I am not going to rant on the officials
0: after this show, but I just want to say this, because the, the officiating level has gone to a complete, complete, just really bad. Here's the thing. I don't care about the replay or the challenge or what have it. My problem is that you're not getting the call right, okay? The NFL has the power because they've got a skajillion cameras at every game to see every play. And if they see something that's uh, as egregious as those calls in the Monday Night Football game, which is prime time, every eyeball is on that game, right? There's no other games to be watched. It's that game or nothing else. The league needs to change its replay, take it out of the hands of head coaches, because that's the one thing I hate. I am a head coach of a football team. It's not my job to officiate the game. It's my job to coach my team to be ready to play the football game. And the NFL's job is to have competent officials on the field to referee those games. Here's where I add, here's my solution to add to the league you hire two more refs for every game. There's one in New York and there's one in the stadium. And they have every angle from every camera that is being broadcast on that in that game available to them. And just like in college football, they are the end all be all for every single play. A ref throws a flag on the field, that ref In the booth and in New York, they're communicating with each other. We agree with that call. No, we don't agree with that call. Let's have the refs look at that again. They buzz down. There's your challenge. It's not a challenge by a head coach. They don't have to worry about, man, do I call this challenge because I don't want to lose my last time out. You take that away from the game, and you have your officials get the call right. You make your officials do their job because they got one job to do, officiate the game. Now you got two more set of eyeballs who will call down. They'll buzz the head ref and they'll say, "Look, I we think you need to look at that again. There's a hands to the face call. We don't see the the hand ever touching the dude's face. You need to look at that, and you probably need to pick up that flag. Or we see we saw PI. There was PI there. I know you guys didn't call it. Maybe there were in a way in a. You know, they're shielded by bodies. They don't see the dude, you know, grabbing and pulling the the shoulder away. You should look at it again because we think there's P.I. there. Or, yeah, you guys called P.I. there. The guy didn't really touch anybody. You should look at that again. Maybe you need to pick up that flag. Have your officials be responsible for getting the calls right. Don't put it on a head coach. Don't put it on the players. Don't put it on the teams. Put it on your officials hire a couple more officials, and they will only stop the game if they feel it necessary. And that is how you solve all of these problems. You don't have to worry about coaches challenging. You don't have to worry about a ref getting in Jason Garrett's face and saying, you don't like it? Throw the challenge flag, which I can't believe a ref would do that. And then when Jared throws the challenge flag right in his face on the ground, he he throws a 15-yard penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct. That is the problem that the league has right now in the league. You take all of that away by getting two spotters, one at headquarters in New York, one at the actual stadium, you communicate with each other, and you get the call right. That's your job.
1: If, if we're going to go I, – I, so I, I agree with you on some level, and I, I disagree in a completely different reasoning, and I'll get there in a sec. If we're going to slow the game down this much where every play – is being overanalyzed by 12 different angles, by the coaches, by the officials, and, and, and our goal is to get every play called correctly, then I agree with you completely. Take it out of the coaches' hands, extra officials, the guys in the booth need to be able to have the authority and the ability to overrule the guys on the field who, I mean, with the pace of the game and you've got 22 guys running around on the field at the same time, try to keep that straight. Try to catch every hold. Try, But that's the issue is that, there's the old adage of there's holding on every play. It's just, are you caught or not? Well, if they start officiating every single one of those, are you literally calling holding on every single play? I hope not. So that that's where I get into the, are we doing too much replay? Right. Let's just back off. Maybe not do completely away with the recall or replay, but back way off from what we've been doing. I'm just asking if, you. Because to- I, I feel you, you, you made the comment that there's more there's more focus on these blown calls than there has been in the past. Because I was going to ask, I, I don't know where we would find statistics on this, but I have a feeling that the the blown calls are of, happening at the same rate that they have in prior years. Right. Over the last, say, 10 years. Right. as As, a, as the NFL players have gotten bigger and stronger, the game has gotten faster. But in the past, it was they missed the call, darn it, those darn refs, and we moved on to the next play without making a big stink about it. But now, since the play stops, we spend a commercial break reviewing it, we come out, and then they say, nope, we got the call right the first time, and you know they got it wrong. Everybody thinks they got it wrong, except maybe a Packers fan on Monday Night Football. Right. That... It's ruining it. It's it's ruining the enjoyment because you know they have a second chance to make the right call and they still don't. Whereas you're you're willing to forgive them for doing it live at full speed, missing a call, but there's no chance to replay it because we're just not doing that, and we move on to the next play. Right. So there's there's a level of forgiveness, right, Steve? Well, I I I'd like it. I'd like it to be right, but. But and I I'm not I not it to be I want it to be wrong with no chance of coming back and we say okay they missed a call. But there
0: isn't the there there is the chance. The the, the league has I, I understand right now. I'm saying they're that embracing if if we're going if we're
1: going to talk about what we want to have changed next year. Either either go your route, add more people, take the review out of the the coaches hands, make out it the all all I don't want the booth the review the entire game or my vote just pull back review Almost to nothing,
0: right? And who and who decides what gets? I don't reviewed know and what not does get. Reviewed. I I
1: don't know that that's. Look, I, I don't have an answer on that, so I don't I really don't know. I don't see
0: a problem with looking at every single play. It's a quick look. You're looking at it. Th-
1: I am worried it's going to slow everything down because because if if, if the games, are, games it, are
0: three hours, three hours, fifteen minutes. That it doesn't matter. A, a few more extra replays isn't going to. But that's the challenge. Is
1: that, that is that if if by your standard you're trying to get it called correctly yep are you looking at every interaction of all 22 players on every play cuz you are looking you're, you're, you're looking for in holding 22. well yeah, yeah, yeah. so so in, in the you get a team in a hurry up offense where there's between tackle and snap of the football there's maybe 15 seconds yep you're expecting an official in a booth and and one in new york to review 22 players and their interactions through the entire 10 second play to see if anyone had a hold, a block in the back. Yeah, no, I think a, I, I don't a, think a, a pass true. interference, a roughing the passer call, a hands to the face, any of those things. Yeah, if we're gonna if we're gonna try to get the, every play called correctly, yeah, I'm not thinking that I'm not that's, thinking that minutia
0: of that like every 22 so, people. So that's the doing. problem
1: we have right now: is a rule was put in place that that we're going to give the coaches the ability to to challenge a a pa- a specific call pass interference or a non call right and and it was told in the preseason it was it was explained to all the coaches if if we review it we're not going to review it just for the pass interference yeah, we're, we're going to review it, it for, everything,
0: for everything which hasn't happened way. no point. it
1: hasn't but but that's that's you have to be careful on how you implement something like that because if, if it's we're going to implement a booth review on every play doesn't mean we're going to stop the play on the field yeah, right. to do it. But if we think we see something in the booth that that might need to stop and get reviewed, we're going to stop play so that we can get the play called correctly on the field. Right. I think you're going to open that up to so okay, they get the pass interference or the holding call correct, you know, the 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 secondary hold, the the um offensive pass right. interference you know, something like that, a pick, something. I'm not talking about the the line holding. Yeah. But then it's going to become, well, yeah, everything in the secondary happened, but you didn't get this hands-to-the-face call on the line. You didn't get the hold on the line. You didn't get the block in the back. You didn't get the roughing the passer. Right. So so now suddenly, well, if we're going to get the play called correctly, we've got to review every single player and their interaction. So now we're going to open the play clock up to 2 minutes every time so that they have time to review and make sure that no single player violated any NFL rule. Yeah, you
0: went I think this is your insurance man coming out right. Now. Well, you went to the you went to the that, you went to the deeps of depths of the ocean there all the way to the bottom.
1: So how how do you want to, that that's that's been the problem is in trying to to put some minutia small interpretation into it that that the NFL has implemented this in a way that no one is happy with its – so so the NFL is not overturning any play that doesn't have a significant impact in a game.
0: Are the people running college football smarter than the people running the NFL? No. Then how does college football do it? Because they do it flawlessly. They they don't interrupt the game unless it needs to get interrupted.
1: The game's a lot slower. Every, t- every college player you talk to that comes into the NFL says, The game is The faster. game is faster. It is because – They are look, faster. They are – there's more going There's on. There's infinitely
0: more players in, in, in college football, and only the elite are as fast as they are in the NFL. Right. right. And and
1: even then, when you pull an Alabama in, not every one of those players is fast enough to play in the NFL. Right. You've only got the top ten percent right. of something like an Alabama or Ohio State or something. Like Correct.
0: That. So yes, it may be slower, but I'm talking about the the instituting of the technology that is available to look at every play, and if you need to interject and say, we need to look at the play again. We
1: talked about the, the offense that McVay put in at the Rams with all the crossing routes, all the the hidden everything that they do. look at the co- – look at they're, the co- – look at Jason The, the goal that. right now is your offense and your defense is trying to be looking as confusing as you can. You're, you're, it's not as simple man coverage in most cases. You've got players all over, whereas in college, the complexity of the plays is far less than what it is in the NFL. So just trying to keep track of, of where each of these players are in crossing routes and and pick plays and all sorts of different w- were things. Were you watching the Cowboy game? Most of it, yes.
0: Jason wins touchdown that got called back because of offensive pass interference.
1: Okay. How do
0: you call offensive pass interference when the receiver was engaged by the defender first? I have no idea how that was called. That is a simple play where I, where, the, where the ref in the booth can say, okay, you can't call offensive pass interference there that wide receiver was hit first by a defender. He did not block the, the other defender's trajectory to the receiver. He had nothing to do with that play.
1: And in no way, shape, or form am I trying to defend that they're making good calls right now. Right. I'm just saying that I don't know that more replay, more people looking at it, who right now, all the people looking at it are not making good, plays to be, or good choices to begin with. That's what we're complaining about. Yeah, we're, then, we're not necessarily complaining about that a pass interference call was or was not made on the field. What we're complaining about is once that egregious, what we all view as fans as an egregious vi- penalty or non-call happened, it's challenged and it's not overturned upon further review. That's, that, what, that's what we're getting upset about. But that's about. the thing. That's the problem because – So why is more replay the answer to here's that?
0: Here's why I'm getting – because you're, you're eliminating – Right now, a challenge is made by one team that will either get
1: rewarded or penalized. But if the call is right, what does it matter? Hey, that shouldn't be the team's job. Fine. That shouldn't be the Fine, team's job. Fine, but you're, you're still, saying, you're still saying, saying more replay. So It's not so more it, replay. It's
0: the same amount of replay. It's just by an official, by someone's job. It's an official job, now. It's, by, it's by someone's job. To make sure that the play is right, so they instead, you know, they see what the coaches see, and it's it's an official who says, so, "I see that this needs to get replayed." So, do you I have any confidence
1: correctly. that if 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 somebody in the booth says, "Stop, let's take a look at the play," do you think that suddenly the the challenged the the booth challenged replays are gonna are gonna get right? They're not this season. <laughs> because who the heck knows what they're doing, Steve? That's what I'm saying. Well, that, you're right, right, right. But that's,
0: there's So that's the, the challenge regardless of
1: who is saying stop the game, let's take a look at this play again. When the officials take a second look at that play with multiple angles, slowing it down, everything else, they are not getting the call right. So why do we think that suddenly because some uh, somebody in the booth is challenging – Rather than one of the coaches on the sideline, that the the review is going to make the call correct. Because
0: now you've taken the coaches and the teams out of it. I don't see why that, that makes a difference. You have to hold the the refs accountable. You have to hold the refs the
1: accountable now. They're
0: not holding them accountable now, Steve. But th- that's the problem. Again,
1: why is adding another layer of 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 review suddenly going to change the the core problem? Is not. The- the, is, league. The, the core problem is not that that the, that the refs on the field in a live situation are getting the plays wrong the the core problem is not that the coaches are holding the burden to do the review the code the, 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 the problem we've got is that the review is wrong and nobody is holding the officials accountable they are they don't need to come before the media they, they can release a, a, a statement a written statement with some replies to some very basic questions right. Troy with Vincent no saying, one challenging them on what those are. Exactly.
0: But that's what I'm saying is that the league itself right now has made it so that they don't have to hold their officials accountable because they're saying, well, they shouldn't have challenged So, that. so regardless, have of, challenged that. regardless
1: of how the review is, is implemented, whether it be coaches or booth and every play or just every other play or whatever it happens to be, the answer is holding the officials accountable for their good or bad calls. Sure. And
0: that's not happening. Right. But now when you have another official that is actually viewing that, look, what, do, what, do, what do a lot of the announcers say that uh, the league doesn't you know, want to you know, make every change because they want to make sure that the officials, you know, they, they have some, some leeway in how they see calls and stuff like that. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. The problem is that there is not someone else sitting there telling them, no, you did your job wrong right now. That was not something that you did correct. And look, i But, I'll but go, in your solution, back, that's what
1: would happen. I'll go back. You'd have another official telling the official on the field, you're not doing your job right. I'm going to fix it. Fix it. What's wrong with that?
0: The, the problem is that the league right now isn't fixing them. They're saying we're going to fix it. But
1: again I don't see why but they're not I don't fixing see it. why having somebody in the booth say we need to take a second look is suddenly going to have them take a different But that different... person
0: in the booth is also a part of the conversation. Just think of it as just think of it as another official on the field. He just has more eyes on everything. That's it. And he is a part of that team. He you know how like officials they all get together and they talk and they mingle and they're like, "Yeah, we're picking this one up because it's not a penalty." Cuz everybody got got to say Now you have someone who has a say who has actually seen everything. I'm not sure that's happening because right now, the only thing that's happening is you get the official to go look at it. He talks to someone in New York and then it's done. Let's get someone who's a part of the team who has some say-so and some input. Hey guys, I got a much better view than all of you put together and this is what I saw. Because ultimately, all I want Is for the play to be called correctly. That's what I want, and I, you know, and if my my
1: challenge is, I don't know that I want to subject every single play to review that we're going to be angry at that they didn't get right, they didn't get wrong the first time, but they got wrong the first and second time. I would rather, I would rather. Well, is that the problem now? Yes, that's that's the issue now, and that's why I'm saying that whoever it is that's saying we need to take a second look, if they don't get it right the second time, then we're in the same place we are right now that we're, we're upset. They missed the call in the first place, but you can kind of forgive them with how fast that happens live and how many things they've got to be paying attention to. But we get upset when they look at it in slow motion, focus in on a specific interaction between two players or three players, and then still get the call wrong. Yeah. That's that's why I'm saying pull back the instant replay I don't know where the right place is, but pull it back from where it is now so we leave it back with just the, the, the officials on the field, live game. They're going to get calls wrong. They're going to miss calls. They're going to get them wrong. But at least you say, at, least, here, at least now we're just back to that, this. That sucks and we move on. Yeah, Because See, there's no chance to look right. at it a second time and get it wrong a second time. Don't get it wrong. Get it right. That's what I'm saying. They're not going to. They haven't yet. They're not going to hold the officials accountable. They're, they're part-time officials. We've talked about that before. Yeah. They, they're not held accountable to the media. They're not held accountable to the teams. To my knowledge, their income is not based on how accurately they call the game. Yeah. That's, they, that's they put them is. out there part-time, and they they do the best they can, and they get it wrong, and and we're pissed right now that they get it wrong twice on the same call. So you know, do away with that.
0: You know, we've uh, we've, we've gone 40 42 on officials. minutes, and...
1: Uh, so before we, still, we, still we started, so before we thing. started recording, we did kind of at least I was pushing for the idea that we know this is a bad situation. We know that the officiating horrible. has been horrible. No matter who you are, you've been you've no been screwed more by the officials. You've gotten the benefit of the officials' bad calls. So well, so, you,
0: it always seems like the Green Bay Packers are the beneficiaries of good calls, though. You know what? I want to. I just before we move on, I want to give you this number. Are you ready? Who do you think has the most yards given to them penalty-wise.
1: Well, I don't know. I'm going to say the Green Bay Packers since that's where you started. That. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Opponents of the Green Bay Packers have been penalized 49 times for a whopping 501 yards. 501, Steve. And the next closest person is at 445. That's a lot happening right for your ball club.
1: I, okay, I, I, there's not much I can argue there, other than to really determine is that a problem or or something else. We'd have to see exactly what those penalties are coming. Up. Yeah, because if they're things like false starts or offsides, yeah, yeah there's nothing you can do there. Right, but twelve men on the field—that was five hundred. That yards. was my favorite. Um, I, I think there was a, a shot from um, one of the the field goals. Um, that the Packers kicked last night or uh, Monday night, uh-huh. where they actually had the Lions player counting the number of Lions players on the field, and there were eleven on the line, but you could actually see him counting. <laughs> well, he's the twelfth person on the field, <laughs> and of course they throw the flag. So, so again, in a vacuum, that number doesn't look. That's good. a five-yard penalty. Come but, on, But, man. but until but, until we see exactly what those penalties are made yeah. up of, it's hard to say, you know, how accurate that number is. Other than people who don't like the Packers are using that number to say that we saw. Well,
0: it's funny that you said because the team who has the least amount of penalty yards for the opponents is the Detroit Lions. Well, that's because don't the
1: Lions have some of the worst? aren't, Aren't they one of the most penalized teams in the NFL right now?
0: No, they actually have only been penalized for 289 yards.
1: All right. I mean, for, it's some not, re- it, for some reason, I had in my head that they were one of the most penalized teams. The, the
0: least penalized team in the league is the Indianapolis Colts. They've only been penalized for 199 yards. The Cleveland Browns penalized the most for 506 yards so far.
1: Yeah, but how many years in a row has that stat been accurate? Uh,
0: yeah, well, the Browns. Look, the Browns. They have not been a they, disciplined
1: team. in <laughs> In decades, they if get I'm not more
0: fifteen-yard personal foul penalties than I think anybody yeah. ever has in the history of the league. So, if if <laughs> they're
1: not if they're not getting penalized, they're not trying hard enough in <laughs> Cleveland. Right?
0: That's so bad. Five hundred and six yards of penalties. All right, Steve. I don't know how we're going to do this. We got fifteen minutes left in the show. Are, are we just going to crank through all of them? Fourteen yeah. games. We're going to crank. We're going to crank. We're going to crank, and we're going to start with el juego grande, gigante, estupendo de la semana. Hey, what happened? Hey, oh, Steve. Oh, oh, we Steve. lost our audio again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there, oh, goes, there goes Apple man. asking for password. Uh, damn
0: you, Apple. We had an issue this morning, but you know what? Just leave me alone with the password. Oh, God. Apple, just give it up already. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens at five and one. I'm sorry. At four and two travel to Seattle to face the five and one Seattle Seahawks. Steve. Who you got?
1: I got the Seahawks. This is going to be an interesting game. Uh, the, the defense in Seattle is not what it once was, but it's being made up for in spades with the way Wilson and the offense is. I know playing.
0: Russell Wilson has, I mean, he, I saw the score. At one point it was, what, 20-3 to three or something like that. They were just, Cleveland was killing Seattle in the beginning of that football game.
1: I, I was worried about that one.
0: And I was like, how, what did I, how in the world did I pick Seattle? What was I thinking? What's going on? And then, like, later on, I check back in the score. and, and Like five <laughs> minutes later, it's Seattle's winning the coming.
1: game is over. And uh, still a quarter and a half of football to play.
0: So it was crazy. Um, yeah, Seattle's playing good football. Look, I want to take the Baltimore Ravens. I need to take the Baltimore Ravens. But the fact of the matter is I can't take the Baltimore Ravens because they're going to Seattle, a place that is very difficult to play in. I have been there once. Thanks, Doc Rob, if you're still listening, who took me to that football game and my ears bled. Steve, they literally bled because of how loud it was. Okay, they didn't bleed, but they felt really, really like they were bleeding because it was really hard to concentrate in that. It was a game against – it was a Monday night football game between the the Seahawks and the 49ers. I think the 49ers had like eight ball starts in that game. It was something crazy, just the, the level of excitement and loudness that it gets up in Seattle. And, look, I like what Lamar Jackson was doing. I think he literally won the game last week by himself. I don't know if you go on the road, hostile environment. Uh, I the, take, the, I'm my,
1: my issue is that Jackson is getting away from what we saw early in the season where okay. he was passing. Throwing the ball. And he's starting to run again. Yep. And and it's, it's worked. You never know what you're going to get. It's worked for a week or two. Yeah. Does Seattle's defense shift to to prevent him from running? And does he then shift enough back to the passing game to, to keep the Seattle defense off, off kilter? And I just think if, if this game were in Baltimore, it would be a completely different story. Uh, traveling west I don't think is nearly as hard as traveling east from a, a body adjustment, a clock adjustment time.
0: But this isn't just west. This is the Pacific North.
1: I get that. We're not coming to we're not going to Denver. We're going to Seattle. We're going from Washington or sorry, Baltimore. Rainy to
0: Dreary every day. You,
1: you what do you think know. the weather is like in Baltimore right now? <laughs> Baltimore is not southern California.
0: Come on, man. Just let me just let me enjoy. No, I'm the, just I'm just saying that the of Seattle
1: If, if Seattle I think Seattle traveling east would be far harder on on the Seattle players than the yeah. the Ravens players no, I, traveling west. I, I just agree with you. the way the time zones work, traveling the East Coast and West Coast for work, time and yes. time again. No, I, I, coming this way is always easier than going east. Yes, so that so I true. I think that's that it's it's a benefit there for the Ravens, but I I think at home Seattle wins this one.
0: Lady Edith picking up her A game and also taking the Seattle Seals. I think she wants to get into the win column. No, she's had four consecutive losing weeks.
1: Well, not just losing weeks, but bad. Really, yeah, really, really. Yeah. <laughs> so some really losing weeks. Well, when she's picking the Dolphins because I, she likes Dolphins. Yeah, not because well, they, the funny thing is, the dolphins are I really the Patriots, wanted Detroit
0: so. to win last week for Lady Eda. Yeah. <laughs> I was cheering. I don't think I've cheered that hard ever for the Lions in my entire life. But I wanted Lady Eater so bad to get her win and be like, see, Dad, a baby got to make her picks. And I picked the Lions and they won. And she just couldn't just – Man that, that was
1: one of those epic so so Lady Edith has <laughs> has sayings that are we just we we laugh when we hear them
0: Did did you see the the post that I made Yes I uh, did Trisha, She she's Trisha.
1: got all sorts of fun ones where she goes and and closes the front door you know we leave the screen door open yeah. to get a little air and she closes the front door Edith why did you do that I don't want to let the ghostesses in <laughs> What I, 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 What, I what ghostesses me. What ghosts are she you talking about She knows there's ghostesses out there man yeah. And last week when I, when I questioned her on why she picked the, the, Lions. the Lions over the Packers, because I believe it is the first time in her, in her season and a half with the show yes, it was that she first has time picked against of. the Packers, and her answer was, baby's got to make her picks. Yeah,
0: yeah, baby's got to yeah. make her picks. I was so rooting for the Lions. I wanted her to get that win so bad. But there we all have the Seattle Seahawks. Let's move on to games of the week. Sunday night football in Dallas, Texas, as the Dallas Cowboys host, the Philadelphia Eagles. I will be at that game, and the Cowboys do not lose when Stephen Miranda is in the house.
1: Do you have an official stat on that?
0: They are four and one. So they do lose when you're in the house. It was the it was their very first game. Jeff and I went to the opening of the Jerry Jones Mahal. Okay. And they played against the Giants. They lost that opening game to the tune of hundred and five thousand plus largest. The largest crowd ever to see an American football game on American soil. I was a part of that crowd. I was there cheering. We lost, unfortunately. But since then, every home game that I've gone to, they have won. So what are you? What are you talking what,
1: about? What was the two weeks ago the the useless stat that you took a screen grab of and <laughs> that stat. that uh, what the the Seahawks are forty four and zero if they lead by six or more at halftime or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean. Yeah something like that. It was
0: something that they they put up on the, the the uselessness
1: of statistics in today's day and age where they can find anything to justify (laughs) justify whatever it is. Yeah. (laughs) On the flip side, on the flip side, when the Seahawks are, (laughs) are winning by, you know, two touchdowns uh, and no field goals that they've lost, you know, seven out of nine (laughs) games, right? They can make up whatever, but Uh, anyways, I've got the Cowboys here. I, I don't, Divisional I really game, wanted you to night. take the
0: Eagles because I wanted you to want, make this a challenge game. You have and not I been, need to i one. Yeah, I'm,
1: you, I'm 0 5. Your emotional picks behind your behind your challenge game I won every not, game. And, yeah, you know. and I differed on that. And you picked the week. emotional game and there's no way the Rams are going to lose 3 in a row. Yeah. In a row, and they did. In a row. So I like that. You couldn't do this even if we were differing. Yeah, because you can't make emotional decisions.
0: Yes. Well, thank you for taking the – oh, my God, I'm going to have a heart attack and die. Lady Edith is back on the Dallas Cowboys bandwagon.
1: She she decided this week that they were going to win at home. That she was just tired of,
0: of she torturing cannot me. She cannot
1: guarantee that she will <laughs> remain on the Cowboys bandwagon. But
0: this week, she's on. She took the star over the birds. All right, we are all on the Dallas Cowboys. I cannot wait to be there at that game. Uncle Willie, if you're listening, thank you very much for deciding to take your nephew to the game. That was really cool. It was That was my birthday present for turning – <clears throat> however many years old I turned this year. Turning another year. Yeah, he's, wiser. Uh, yes. he decided that he was going to take me to the Cowboy-Eagle game. All right. Um, moving on, the Houston Texans travel to Indianapolis to face the Colts. I'm going to go first because I differ from you and Lady Edith. I got the Indianapolis Colts at home. I think whatever Frank Wright has got that team listening and believing, and they're eating out of the palm of his hands. Look, everybody left this team for dead when Andrew Luck said, "I ain't got to go home, but I got to get up on out of here." And he left and he retired. And everybody was like, "Oh man, that's it. There's no way that the Indianapolis Colts can, you know, hang in there in this division cuz this division is stacked and Houston's going to be good and Jacksonville's going to be good and and you know and, and and I just I don't know and here they are 3 and 2. A half game back of the Houston Texans who are four and two.
1: Coming off by.
0: Coming off a bye. They they went into Arrowhead and do something that I don't think anybody outside of the Indianapolis Colts thought they could do and beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I think at home, Houston's been on the road. They just got an emotional win in Kansas City.
1: Which no one thought they could do. They had a good win. No, I, no, no, I just, I love how, I love how you're making the argument that the, the Colts went into Kansas City yeah, and got this saying, big win I'm, that nobody was going to. I'm saying it was a what, good win. What did Houston but do they last expended,
0: week? How, how hard do you think they had to fight and expended the energy to get that win? Now they're feeling that they're going to come see a team. They're on the road again, back to back weeks, and this time they're seeing the team who's at home, who's well rested. That's what the point I was going to make.
1: All right. You want well, me to actually let you finish making your point yes, before I interrupt? thank you very much.
0: Okay. A very well, well-rested Indianapolis Colts team. They're starting to believe in Jacoby Brissett. I'm starting to believe in Jacoby Brissett. I got the Colts winning at home.
1: As you said, you're against uh, both Lady Edith and me. We're, we're both going on on with Houston. Any
0: particular I, reason why? You're just feeling the, the heat off
1: this Chief win? I, I think they've got good momentum it's hard to see them it's hard to see NFL teams pull momentum week after week after week. Right. There's probably more of a confidence level is is the the right way to say that. That that they've got the confidence that they're doing the right things to to win. And and I I think they're going to go into Indy and I think they're going to win a a pretty good game.
0: Houston lost me when they lost to Carolina at home. They lost me, Steve. Because they lost me a pretty big parlay card that week. That's fine. So they lost me. I got the Colts. You and Lady Edith are on the Houston Texans.
1: Moving on to good, Detroit. Good to see you're not making those emotional decisions I'm again. Not, right? I'm not. I'm <laughs> not.
0: Detroit Lions. Houston is
1: dead to me because I didn't win a bet <laughs> over them. Woo. That's not true. Not, not making a logical really, decision. We're I making really, emotional decisions. I
0: really like the Indianapolis Colts. At I'm home. sure you
1: don't want to make this the challenge game because I love those emotional decisions. They have yeah, worked out no, really well no, so far this season I, g- for me. I got a
0: really good challenge game coming up. The Detroit Lions hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Woo, this is going to be a good divisional game in Motown. <gasps> I think the wheels fell off the Lions on Monday Night Football this past week. I think they fell off. That was such a, a a body blow. You know when it like, you know, Cassius Clay with the body blow, body blow, body blow. And then at the very end. Boom! And his knockout is like, how did he knock him out? Well, he punched him in the gut for like a hundred minutes straight. I think that's what the Lions took. They took too many, one too many body blows of the Aaron Rodgers, and boom! Here comes Minnesota. They're gonna knock him out, and I, I, I think the Lions are gonna lose. I've got Minnesota.
1: This game could go either way. I, I honestly, I mean, this, this all rests on. Does Cousins do what he's done the last two weeks, or does he go back to being the does Cousins? They they know, a, and love? Did
0: they turn? Did they turn a corner or something? I don't know because he's acting like he hot bread right now throwing yeah, the I, ball. And
1: and I don't I don't have enough confidence in Cousins to be more than a couple of games in a row. Okay, right? All right. He's gonna he's gonna revert to his average performance, and he's gonna throw up some goose eggs and and some horrible games. He's already had a couple this season. Yeah. I get that he's on a trend. I mean I'm picking the Vikings in the game. Yeah. I think they've got the momentum. I th- I I agree completely with you that that maybe the football gods are against the Lions. Yeah. And it seems like as always <laughs> I don't I mean how many years in a row have we talked about the how Lions having not- a coaching staff, players on the field, the support, every th- all the pieces are there and yet somehow they never succeeded at at even competing. It's like for the I North. mean
0: when I looked at that number I literally laughed when I said how many how many times how many yards have the the packers received off penalties 501 how many how many of the lions received? 236 I'm like that's that's three football fields yes in between them man that's just it was bad i i don't know what it is i don't know what it is with the lions um i am actually on the on the, look who was cousins biggest detractor biggest naysayer all year long
1: me and then me, and then right. you. And neither one of us have been supporters no. of him.
0: I I think he might have turned the corner, Steve. I think he's he was like, look, he he made some jokes after the press conference after they won, they beat the Eagles, As and I, they didn't just beat the Eagles; they yeah. smashed oh, the yes. Eagles. I think they I think he's going to have a good time I'm talking about it. it's indoor, you know, Lions facility. It's nice. It's going to be a fast track. I expect another big game from. I don't know if it's going to be Thielen or Diggs, but one of them is going to go off.
1: For it, the sake of my fantasy football team, it better be Diggs better again. Be t- I'm not leaving him on my bench in the second week in a row. Neither,
0: neither am I. You know why I left on my – Tyreek Hill. Man,
1: he had like 28. Yeah, years. so I'm with you. Lady Edith and I are both with you. We yeah. got the Vikings. With
0: this you, is the team. second game. I don't know. We've had two games in one week where we agreed on, on. the right. game. All right. Here come your Packers. See Lady Edith is, is back thir- on him.
1: The third game, all three of us are.
0: The third game, we're all on a hosting the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> I wanted to take Oakland just to mess with you, man. But I don't, I don't, I can't do it.
1: That that's good. Uh,
0: I also considered the Raiders to be my lock of the week, because although I, I don't think they I don't think they'll win six and a half. I don't think they'll lose by a touchdown. I think it's going to be a field goal, four-point game, something like that.
1: So it'll be it, – uh, this is another game I'm concerned about. I was, yeah. I was concerned about the Lions last week uh, for for similar reasons that I'm concerned about the, the Raiders. However, I think it's going to be uh, – the, the Lions surprised me. The Lions went out big early with some really big over-the-top plays, and that's what yeah. the Packers defense has stopped from happening for the first five weeks of the season until until the Lions when they g- started giving up big yep. plays. Been, their defense has been pretty good about bending, not breaking type approach. The problem is that's what John Gruden plays on offense. Is yeah. not a big, high-flying offense, but it's a kick you in the teeth, five yards here, three yards there. Yeah. So I'm concerned that it'll be a similar game to what we saw in Monday Night Football right. where it's, it's going to be low scoring, it's going to be you know, not kick you in the teeth, and it's going to be a whole bunch of field goals. So I, I, I'm going with the Packers. Again, because they're at home, Yep. Um, but I don't have a whole lot of confidence in this pick this week.
0: Yeah, I've got the Packers. Um, I'm not making this my lock, although I do like the six and a half. I also like the under because it's 47 and a half. That's a lot of points. I, I don't know if it's, it's going to be like 2013, 2017, something like that.
1: The only way that that hits is if the Raiders defense just lays an egg. Yeah. And Rodgers just goes off on them. Yep.
0: All right, we all have the Packers on that one. Moving on, Sunday afternoon, the Chicago Bears host the New Orleans Saints. So I am against you again. You and Lady Edith on the same side of the table. I've got the New Orleans Saints. Teddy has made a believer out of me. I really took Look, just earlier this year, week two, Drew Brees goes down. They lose to the Rams. I'm like, All they got to do is hold on. It's six weeks, man. Drew Brees is gonna be out for six weeks. So if they could go three and three during those six games, they're gonna be all right. They'll be four and four, and Drew comes back, and they could go on a little run, and boom, they are five and one. Am I right with that record? Yes. Yes, they are five and one. (laughs) I mean, that only loss is that is that. Look, they lost to the Rams. The week Drew Brees went down, and they had to bring in Teddy in the second quarter. And it just you know, you don't know what's going on, right? They kind of rushed him in there, and he didn't look like he was comfortable. Since then, he has done what he's needed to do to get the job done. Went up in in the Seattle hostile environment. We already said how hard it is to play in there. Got a W there. Beat the Cowboys by two. Did just enough to get the job done there. Since then, he's he's gone on and 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 made some some big plays and crucial moments to get W's and continue to get W's. I think they continue. Look, I think we found saw the true Chicago Bears team in London, getting beat by the by the Oakland Raiders. Yep. Um. Their defense is good, but I think the Raiders kind of gave everybody the blueprint on how you stop Khalil Mack. Mac was a no-show in that game, and I think Teddy's gonna get the ball out of his hands quickly. Little little swing passes to Alvin Kamara, and, and he all, and Michael Thomas always finds a way to come up big. I think they take care of the Bears in Chicago. Yeah,
1: and I'm I'm looking at it. I, I don't disagree that we saw some of the weakness that the Bears have on defense in London. I think though, coming with a week's a week off to recover, lick their wounds and and, and get a little healthier. And Trubisky back. Is he coming back? I don't know that. I, That's not official. He's man. still listed as, as questionable. questionable yep. So um and I don't think that Trubisky coming back is going to make a difference in the yeah. game. I, I, I just I don't have enough confidence in him to be a, a game changer on the offense to make that much of a difference. So I, I think at home, at Soldier Field that that the Saints and Bridgewater just it, – it's just enough outside their normal comfort zone that they're not going to pull off the win. The 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 uh, Bears are going to pull this one off.
0: All right, Lady Edith as well has the Bears. I'm just going to lock this in now, Steve, because I don't think we ch- differ on – I think there's only one more game that we differ on. Two more, Two more but, games yep. that we differ on. But they don't matter. Uh, yeah. They, na- <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not they, making they, a nap they, game. It's they nap all game. matter, but, yes, nap <laughs> games
1: are not typically <laughs> – This is
0: going to get me in the win column. It's going to. I know it. I have to because I got I to gotta give the mantle back to you so that you have to make these tough choices. What are you, 0-5-1? Thanks. Thank you.
1: We bro. have the week one tie in there.
0: I do have the week one tie.
1: No, we. We do. What? We have the
0: tie. Yeah, so we have a tie. I got you, ha- said, that's, you said you have a that's tie. That's half a win. We, we. No, I got to have because I, I need yeah. that half a win.
1: Are, wait. It's now, a half a win, Steve. Now you're counting a tie half a win. Well, I said no. The before with the lions,
0: half, it was a half a loss. The lions weren't undefeated. No, no, with that, half a no. Loss. That's what I'm saying is that it was undefeated, but there was a half a loss, right? If it's half a all win, right, right. it's half a loss. All right, I'm not <laughs> arguing with you today. <laughs> we've had 45
1: minutes of argument we so have, far.
0: Man, we've been <laughs> beating me. I feel like, do you know what I had to go through today? A thousand fifty-three computers all blue screened at work today because of stupid semantic.
1: I feel so, for you. I. And then I, the had, I had a similarly rough day where I had to commute to San Francisco and back today. So. <laughs> that, that
0: was a rough commute. But Steve, is this if, if that wasn't bad enough? In the middle of me trying to go around and fix all this stuff, there's a fire in the building. Like the alarms start blaring and the twit and and the lights flashing and everything. This is and my I'm favorite like, part of it. And I just think it's a drill, right? Yeah. So I'm just still working. I'm
1: working, man. I'm working. Not working, a drill. Working. We we all when we hear the drill, we're on conference <laughs> yeah, calls. Like, like well, maybe nobody yeah, will tell yeah. us we need to leave. And
0: then. I, I, everybody's really just heading out. I'm like, oh, those are good people. They're doing the drill. Awesome. They're not going to bother me. The floor warning comes and taps me on the show. He's like, Steven, you have to leave. I'm like, come on, Dave, you know how big a deal we got going on there. I got to get these machines up. He's like, there is actually a fire in the building. You have to get out. And I'm like, really? It's not just a drill. <laughs> I thought it was just a drill, but it was for real, man. So craziness, craziness. Where are we now? Games of interest.
1: Yeah, we're All moving right. into games gonna, of interest. So you, you're going to lock. You're going to lock in your your. I'm locking lock of the it week. in.
0: New Orleans Saints, Chicago Bears. I got the Saints. You got the Bears. It's got to get me a win. It's just it just has to because I need one. All it, right, we're is, moving is on. Is this
1: not your lock of the week too? It's not just the challenge game, but
0: this is this is my lock of the week as well. I didn't I didn't mark it. That's the problem was I'm marking it right here with my super green. This is my lock of the week. Not only do I believe uh, the New Orleans Saints are going to win outright, I'm going to take the three points because they're getting three points right now. They're plus three. 65% of the money is coming in on the Saints, and I like it. I think they're uh, a good dog to take right here. They're taking points. I think they're actually going to win the game outright. Lock it in. It is my lock of the week in which I currently stand four and three on the season, even though there's only six weeks. Wide are seven. One week, I gave you two locks, and I'm four and three on the year. So, there you go. Um, we're going to go really fast to this because we're at 109. We'll start Kansas City at Denver. Game of interest. <laughs> I'm a little scared right now, Steve, because yeah. there's a bunch of games here that I'm looking at that we all agree on, and that hasn't happened in quite some time. It has not.
1: And, and this one is not the one that I, I'm i comfortable that we're all picking the same yes. side. Yes. Thursday night football, divisional game in Denver.
0: Yeah, but look, it's the Denver Broncos, man. Yeah, they beat the Chargers, blah, 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 blah. Oh, they look good beating the Chargers. Hey, man, the it's Kansas are, City. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the argument
1: that, that the Broncos are ready for Kansas City works in the inverse of <laughs> Kansas City be ready for Denver, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're all with Kansas
0: City. Yeah, man. we all got the Chiefs. The Los Angeles Rams travel to Atlanta to face the Falcons. <laughs>
1: Three losses in a row for the Rams. I, I'm not. There's confident no way they can win four. Yeah, or lose there's no four. way they lose four in a row, especially <laughs> against Atlanta. Atlanta just oh, lost the, to Arizona. That's all you need, the need only, to know. The only challenge here is that it's at Atlanta. They're probably going to look better at home than they do anywhere else. Right. Probably. No probably. guarantee. No guarantees. But uh, I, this I'm is going another with the Rams. game
0: that I like. The Rams are only giving up two and a half points. Man, um, I'm not going to say put it put any money on it. But I do need to know, let you know that 72% of the wise guy money is coming in on the Rams. That's where you should look at another possible game. They're uh, minus three now. Started at minus two, but uh, two and a half. But it's minus three now. So I think they can cover a field goal win. All right. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers travel to Tennessee Sunday afternoon to face the Tennessee
1: Titans. So my issue here is that I might have a bad pick here.
0: Uh, if you have the Tennessee Titans, you have a bad
1: pick. Because I'm just remembering that Mariota was pulled.
0: Yes. And they put a big, fat zero goose egg against the Denver Broncos. That's a big, fat zero goose egg, by the way. And I think Denver, what, they scored 12 points, 13 points? I mean, they lost 13 nothing. Steve.
1: That, that is... See, my, my only issue is the week before that, they put up 43 points.
0: 16 nothing. they lost. 16 nothing to the Denver Broncos and the quarterback got pulled. Yeah, I don't know what's going
1: on there. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not looking at the I'm looking at Ryan Tannehill's game log, not the not the, uh, oh, I was um, about to say they put up
0: how many points the week before? Yeah. That, no, they lost that, that the, appears to be the week. They four lost the
1: preseason game that Tannehill yeah. played.
0: <laughs> I was like, they lost to Buffalo the week yeah. before, no, right? I, I'm,
1: I'm looking okay. at the Tannehill stats and I'm looking at, at his game log and he's got two games. It's the loss to Denver and then the, the September 8th win at, at Cleveland 43 to 13. Yeah. That which was, would be week one. Week, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. But since then, I think it was a uh, I think it was 14-7. So, back in two games, they've scored seven points. The last two games. Yeah, that's not good. I I got the I got the Chargers. Chargers. I, gonna-
1: I'm gonna stay with the Titans. I just the the Chargers don't look. Man, maybe I should make this the challenge. The the Chargers just don't look like the Chargers we expected them to be, and. Maybe with Tannehill coming in, it changes the dynamics of the Titans enough. So I'm, I'm going to go on, on emotion here, and I'm going to go with Titans.
0: All right. Do you stick with the Titans? Lady Edith and I have the Chargers on the road. I'm just going to say real quick, we all have the – oh, no, I was going to say we all have the New England Patriots, but Lady Edith does not. The Patriots travel to New York to face the Jets. <laughs> this is the final game of interest. Why is this a final game of interest and not a nap game? Look. Sam Donald's back, and they looked very good against the Cowboys. Now, maybe the Cowboys are a lot worse than we thought, but the Jets looked pretty good. Let's see what they did to the Patriots, because last time they played the Patriots, who'd they play with? Falk. Who the fuck is Falk? I don't know, but it's Falk, okay? That's F-A-L-K, by the way. Yes. This time it's Sam No, no now, censoring needed. I want to see if this is a different football team. That's why I've got it there as a game of interest. I want to see how the Jets at home do against the Patriots with Sam Darnold as opposed to their third-string quarterback, Bumblebee Tuna. Yep, I've, you and I have the
1: pets. Yep, I'm, I'm thinking that the Jets might play much better than we expected. Yeah, I Spleen think so, is back, and we're going to be good. So
0: Spleen. that we call it. Spleen Darnold, Spleen. yes. Spleen Darnold. Lady Edith, however, is on the Jets. She likes that big plane. Nap games real quickly. Miami Dolphins at Buffalo Bills. We all have Buffalo winning at home. Next game.
1: Uh, Cardinals going to the Giants. Uh, you've got the Cardinals. Yes. Coming off their big win against Atlanta. Yes. Uh, and Lady Edith and I are both going for the home Giants.
0: Why am I doing that? Why, why do I? No. Yes. 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 Kylo oh. Murley. He's, he, he's picking it up. They're, he's they're, picked it up. They're picking
1: it up. So are the Giants. I don't know about the
0: Giants. I still don't know. All right. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars travel to Cincinnati Total definition of a nap game, but we all have the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Last game of the week, 49ers going to the Washington football team.
0: Right now, Washington, all they care about is the Nationals. They are on to the World Series for the first time in franchise history, sweeping the St. Louis Cardinals. They don't even care about the Redskins. 49ers stay undefeated. We all got San Francisco. Time is up. Lock of the week, Saints plus three, getting three points on the road against the Chicago Bears. And that's also the challenge game. I've got the Saints. You've got the Bears. And that's all the time we have, man. Yeah. Are you okay? Because we we really got into it there for a minute. All all right. It's all fun and games. All right. This has been Steve Miranda. Steve Fry. And you've been listening to NFL Rants and Rays. We're out.